Recording live from the windstorm off the coast of Newfoundland. Actually, it's so hot here. Speaking of weather, we're really hot. Yeah, uh, crazy weather last night out by um, what's the name? Oh, uh, you told not Plano, but not uh, Plano, Texas, but uh, George Strait sings about it. Fuck, I don't know. Not Biloxi, that's Mississippi. Ooh. Lubbock. Lubbock. <laughs> Home of Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah. One day, I don't even need glasses, by the way. I just wear these because I like Buddy Holly so much. He really needs his glasses, by the way. <laughs> but I really like Buddy Holly a lot. And uh, so one day I hope to go to the Buddy Holly Center. It's really easy. It's not that long of a drive either. Ah, I'm not that passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Does I'm anybody else feel this way? One of, one of the things after Sean and I left LA, I was like, God, we didn't do like all the things we wanted to do. So many things yeah. to do. And we didn't do them. Oh, the Getty um, Center will be the next time we go. I can't believe I lived in California for 20-something years and never really went to the Getty Center. I've seen pictures of it, though. I went to. And I knew people who worked there. I went to a lot of them. It just seems so darn convenient. <laughs> I mean, you have to take a little tram in, but it's, it comes every, like, five minutes. It's really easy. And it's kind of cute. And then you're, like, outside on this tram. I know. You know, it's really nice. I had to go for school. I think that's the difference, too, is I was in school there and you weren't. And so I think school forces you to do stuff like that fair enough but i went twice one just because i wanted to go and then i went to the getty center in malibu the second one Mm -hmm. which it opened the getty two it opened a few years before i met you and it was all like roman art at the beginning oh that that was there for a while they were just Mm -hmm. reconditioning it i used to think that was somebody's property because you could see it from the pch you look up and you see these grecian columns or I thought it Romanian was. Columns. I thought it was someone's property, and they donated it. And it wasn't the Getty until then. Because the it, Getty Villa. It was the Getty Villa, but that was after. It wasn't before. It oh. was not the Getty Villa before. Okay. Because schools couldn't get tickets. Like you had to put in for them when it, when it opened. It was like booked up. Right. Right. Hmm. So. Interesting. Well, welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. This is Katie, and we are here to uh, to talk about some things. Yep, just some things. Yeah, what do you? What, what sort of things do you think we should uh, we should talk about today? Uh, I am tired this morning. It's been we've been working a lot this week for some reason. Yep. Working late, burning that midnight oil. The early bird gets the worm, though. So I'm up at six six thirty <laughs> in the morning making phone calls. No, remember what Michael Scott said? I'm a night owl and an early bird. So I. What does he say? Something and I have worms. What's this saying? I have to look it up. It's so bad. On oh, paper. So I'm a night owl and I have worms. That's what he says. Okay. <laughs> if you had to read that script without, you know, know. knowing the characters, yeah, um, it probably would be like a dumb looking script. You'd be like, what? Yeah. who says that? But they're such good actors. It, so. The way it's put together. Oh, my God. Yeah. The characters are so good. Yeah. And just even the dedication to the characters, like from Rain Wilson being Dwight, like Dwight's like, <laughs> I mean, just the things he does. Mm-hmm. The, the It's just so funny. They're so good. But then the thing that's great about the way it was put together is that you have Michael, who's like, you don't know how he's functioning. And Dwight, who you also don't know how he's functioning, but for different reasons. And then you have these simple, like not simple characters, but like basic people, like a Jim and a Pam that kind of show how crazy they are. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they're almost... They juxtapose the, the yeah. normalcy of a small town or not small town, but, a, you know, a small a office, smaller, a little office, really. Yeah. But Middle God, America. 
It's no, just... it's not even middle America. It's Pennsylvania's medical America. I don't even know. Medical? Medical. <laughs> it's medical America. No, it's not anything like that, I don't think. I think it just is a, a company. It's just a small company. Yeah, but they and do a great job of contrasting. The, the different the, personalities. Yeah, and yeah. some of them are just so absurd. Yeah. You know, there are two types of people. There are those who like The Office and those that don't like The Office. I know. It's very distinct. My I've, brother does not like it. Because he works in an office. Mm -hmm. I find most people who say, oh, I can't stand that show. It's because they can't leave their work And watch work. their work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nick said it's depressing. Uh, He's like, I, you know, I work in an office like that and it's just depressing. Who's who's your Phyllis? You know? I know, right? Everyone's got one. Because my mom doesn't really like it either. But, um, and Dan, our friend's getting married, he doesn't like it because he doesn't like cringy humor at all. It makes him uncomfortable, which it's funny because I'm also that way in some respects where I don't like to watch people do like embarrassing or bad things all the time. But the office for some reason doesn't like scratch that for me. It doesn't bother me that way. Did you like Jackass? Not really. No. I mean, but not for that reason. It's not really cringy. It's a little crass. Yeah, it's more like when you watch a character like do something like curb your enthusiasm is a little hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> the magic that is Larry David. Because the things he does. So this is the difference is in the office. You're like, oh, Michael's just really stupid, you know, but he doesn't realize he's stupid. And Dwight's really weird and doesn't realize he's weird. And it's funny. But I don't know what the line is for me. But like curb your enthusiasm. You're like, no, 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 no. It's too real. It's you. too. Yeah. And like like stealing flowers from a roadside like memorial to give to <laughs> like just he does things that you're like what like things that because michael does things that you're like oh he doesn't understand like yeah. he's stupid right but, but the the larry david he, he will explain it. afterwards why, why he, he thought did something that was, mm -hmm. and his they were logic just is gonna so die people just threw him there no one, it's just stupid where you're like he's a bad person yeah where Michael's not a bad person. He's just ignorant. Yep. There you go. So I think that's what does it for me. So there's some, and it's not just Curb Your Enthusiasm, because I do like a little bit of it. Clearly, we've watched some of it. It's so cringy. It's hard for me I'm to enjoy. I'm about to go it's back like, and binge it, because mm -hmm. I've never watched the complete, uh, and I think this is the final season, season 11 or 12. And so now I have this trove, yeah. a vast uh, trove of, of, of amazing Cringe material. Well, it's just, I love Larry David so much. And Remember we went through and we watched all of Seinfeld, which holds up to this day, by the way. It does, actually. Oh, so good. So I'm excited to go into Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. If I, you're I'll, a fan of the show. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just going to say I'll I'll be cringing on the side. Cringing on the inside. Mm -hmm. Confident on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, you know what's in the news that's really bugging me? You said if you're a fan of the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you forgot your train of thought okay if you're a fan of the show i'd love to know what episodes are your favorite and um if there's any that you think real like which season is best for you so mm. let's get that curb your enthusiasm conversation roxy try and be part of the conversation mm. i know season mm. oh speaking of which i um i got crafty with it this week getting crafty with it and i made a curtain i mean i don't even want to call it really a curtain but that's what it is i guess I got a piece of fabric and I sewed two little loops on each end so that the curtain rod can go through it because our dog likes to lunge herself at our door that has glass on it. She has cracked it. She has. Her little paw, I'm afraid, is going to go through that glass. It so. also flexes, you see. I mean, we want to get a new door, but like I want a lot of things. I also would like a trip to Europe, but like money's, you know, 
hard to come by. We should start GoFundMe's for like really ab- absurd things, like <laughs> new uh, door, new yeah. front door. <laughs> A GoFundMe for uh, you know a garden. Mm-hmm. You know, I I want to put a garden in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay for it myself. GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll see that in the comment oh, sections. Oh, people do all like sorts people of always, weird shit to try yeah. to get money. And I get it if if you're in dire straits or you know I, in theory it's a good idea or if you're I think raising it's been for abused, a project. Though. Yeah. Some people, yeah, GoFundMe for cable. You know, mm. come on. Yeah, maybe just don't have cable. GoFundMe for a Cuisinart. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a standing. Uh, KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> right. And then have a, would you put the like milestones like, oh, we, we got the Cuisinart. Now I want the pasta maker adapt, adapter. Oh, the ad, yeah. So Why do you keep the, saying Cuisinart? It's KitchenAid. Th- this uh, this spot is brought to you by Cuisinart, no, Katie. No, it's They don't make the good standing mixer. Oh, we want ki- the KitchenAid. You want KitchenAid. Call my agent and tell them that they're fired. <laughs> I demand. <laughs> Put it on my rider. Every room that I go into has to have a kitchen mixer. Do you, I don't know if everyone knows what a rider is. Mm. Rider die, you know. Rider die. It's your uh, paperwork that you send in if you're an artiste and you're getting booked for something. <laughs> yeah, if you go, if you, I, I have to say I've only had to do it like a few times, and I don't really have a rider. But musicians, uh, yeah. artists, in your you, green room, what do you need there? Essentially. Yeah, for you to show up, what what extras? Like, what has to happen? Listen, I know that you're paying me. But for me to really show up and be on time and focused, you need to make sure that I'm very happy. So in my rider, mm. what's in your rider? I I think I said that I wanted water. <laughs> and- <laughs> the basics. I need a toilet. I need water. No, you got to dream big. Well, no, I don't. I don't like because the peop- the thing is, is that I know because we've done enough things like this, even like speaking engagements, the people who have to put that together. Yeah. It sucks for them. Like I remember even Jules, who's coming to visit us today, um, when she was a flight attendant for private jets, <clears throat> the things that people would ask for on that was like crazy. And but she'd that's be, not a rider. No, but I'm just I'm that <clears throat> it's the same thing that like somebody has to go get all this shit for you. Mm. And all I really want and all I'm actually gonna eat or drink is like water maybe i want still maybe sparkling um and if it's a morning thing i want coffee and then i don't know like a bagel or a sandwich or you know what i mean or granola bar mariah carey can you guess what she wants i know her stuff is crazy that her and j-lo have like some of the most insane where it's like only yellow m&ms or something you know what i mean it's, it's like green m&ms grim, from mariah it's like very specific so somebody's going there touching all of your food as they tease, you know, yeah. get it. So it's only green. So stupid. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, yeah. So that's what your writer is, is what it goes ahead of you is how I think of it. Like it's the document that you send ahead to make sure that your needs are met, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yeah. So on my writer, I say 10 puppies at least. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I want to pet 10 different puppies. Mm-hmm. Puppy yep. kisses and, uh, and, and cat, uh, needing oh yeah the, the the making the biscuits yeah yeah hmm. okay. so anyway what would be on your writer oh i would definitely have um let's see what would i have i would Co-fe-fe. have no i would have a turntable and a microphone and a, two two turn. turntables and a microphone. <laughs> i would have beck pop out of nowhere and play that song no i think it'd be pretty i'm a simple man you know it would have to be uh some some good food some cold cuts you know oh you want some cold cuts some cold cuts uh, crackers, wasa. I love oh, wasa crackers. Sean does love wasa. Maybe a little smoked salmon, mm. which is basically seafood cold cuts, if you think of it. It is seafood cold cuts. 
<laughs> I haven't heard the term cold cuts used in a while. <laughs> well, I am a child of the 70s now. <laughs> I'd like a platter of cold cuts. Yeah, and some pickles. <laughs> I want a tuna, tuna, a can Are of you tuna. In a Jewish deli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what's easy to make is tuna, um, little tuna cakes, you know, fish cakes. Yeah, you made those one time. Because everyone goes gaga for crab cakes, but mm -hmm. no one ever says, oh, make me a tuna cake. But it's it's equally as delicious. It is equally as delicious. And it's very easy to do. Just a tuna just can. <laughs> just a one a tuna. <laughs> Why not a three now? Oh! <laughs> uh, some breadcrumbs, egg, uh -huh. some parmesan, Reggiano. Maybe some green onion or chive. Yeah. Dress it up. Yeah. Crush some garlic in that. Put some red chili flakes. I don't know. Sean must be hungry. Who? <laughs> you know, if you have spices at home, use them. Don't yeah. don't just let them sit there. Also, they go bad. Yeah, I was. Um, it's funny. You know, random things you learn, and this was like maybe because of the internet, but maybe not because it wasn't that long ago that I learned this. But like, let's say eight years ago, I learned that spices do expire, expire. Which I mean, no shit, Sherlock. But I just never thought about it. And also at that time, like it wasn't like I had a ton of spices at my house. I had yeah. like maybe five or six things, but. At that point, I remember, and my mom was one that told me, and if you like hold it over like a steaming pot, it's going to go bad and you should probably just throw it out. Oh, yeah, it'll get moldy. Yeah, it can get moldy. moisture. Never put it over the pot yeah, when it's yep. boiling. I know, but people do it all the time, right? And we're, we're still alive. We're not going to die. But so at that point, I remember writing on the bottom of all of my spices like the month and year Smart. so that I knew when they would expire. Expire. Mm -hmm. But now a lot of them have little stamps that are easy to read. You when know, we doesn't... moved, a lot of our spices were expire. Mm. I had to throw them out the mm. one and i guess it's not a spice but it's definitely in the spice you know realm mm -hmm. that does not go bad is salt however the other day i was looking at the bottom of our salt um it probably says it goes bad there's an expiry date i'm like guys salt takes millions of years one of my favorite memes that i've seen floating around the interwebs is my two billion year old salt expired last year because <laughs> it's like took two billion years and the what da, 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 where right. they got it from and then it said expired i don't know what the deal with that is i think it's a freshness thing and it's also a cya meaning cover your ass oh so if you create a product because even i mean a lot of things do expire but like face lotion and stuff they'll be like it's good for 12 months and that's essentially as long as they have tested it and left it out to see what happens and that they will um guarantee the freshness and the effectiveness you know what uh i guarantee the freshness of hmm. is mcdonald's french fries you can drop that shit in the back of your car by accident underneath the seat or something Gross. and then rediscover it years later and it is not it's molded, not molded. it looks perfect and if you taste it, taste just like a cold French fry. I like you pretend that you tasted it. Sean's such a germaphobe. There's no way. <laughs> also, he hates a dirty car. So I know that's a lie. But I also have seen people will have like a homemade hamburger and a McDonald's hamburger. And that one will like decompensate. The homemade one will like. Blah, blah, blah. And then the McDonald's one lives forever. I live on. See, oh, everyone is searching for the Fountain of Youth. Mm -hmm. Ponce de Leon and everyone Apparently forward. it's a McDonald's. All you just got to do is eat McDonald's. It's got to process yourself a little bit. Yeah. It like, what does uh, that look like? Makes you like Monty Burns, <laughs> but you know, hey, you, you live forever. You live forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A new season of, and just like that, I think it's called, just came out, Sex in the City. Ah. I, well, I refuse to watch it. Does anybody else? Sexy on the city. Well, here's my problem. Okay. This might be an unpopular opinion. 
here's what grinds my gears. We haven't talked about grinds my gears in a while. Let's bring that, that segment back. You know, what grinds my gears is the lack of creativity in what they push for us to watch sometimes. Did they lose their writing team? Is that what happened? I don't believe that they did, but the writing sucks and I refuse to watch it. Here's an idea. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of a pitch, you know, mm -hmm. is we take Larry David, now that he's done Curb, and we graft him onto Sex and no, the City. Can you imagine? Work. No, it doesn't you work. You would have like a female George Costanza in there. It doesn't work. Well, because here's why in Just Like That doesn't work. Number one, Kim Cattrall is not part of it. And you mm. cannot reboot something and not have all the characters people have always tried to do that and it just never does as well did they kill her off no she 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 moved she's to California. like somewhere yeah she's somewhere else and again i haven't watched it and i know you're saying katie how can you not like something that you haven't watched i'll tell you why kim cattrall's not part of it so fuck that shit o'clock number two they killed off big because of some like me too something something they killed him off right away another character gone I'm fine if he doesn't have a job and they think I don't even know what really but happened. that was part of the tension of the show, right? Throughout all the seasons. And yes, then they were finally together, but it just, again, doesn't work. Third, Charlotte or Kristen Davis had a shit ton of plastic surgery and looks real weird. Yeah, that's part for the course in New York. I know, but it kind Malibu of, it kind of bothers. It's just Newport weird. Beach. And fourth, this is the nail in the coffin. They all of a sudden say Miranda's now gay and she's left Steve, which it's fine to have a gay character. They didn't. I mean, it used to be. Um, what's Aunt. his name? Huh? Ant. Ant. Ant was uh, her her buddy, the guy who. Oh, Anthony. Yeah. No, you're thinking you're not thinking of. Uh, what is his name? It starts with an S. Stanford. Oh, he passed away. Though. Yes, he passed In away. In real but, life. But he was a gay character on the show. And Anthony was Charlotte's friend. Yeah. So. They had gay characters in the show, but then to like force it onto one of the main characters and to get rid of Steve, one of the, it's just, it's too much that it's not even the same thing anymore right? to me. Yeah. And it feels like it's trying to uh, cater too much to hit all the, check all the boxes so everybody will watch it, which is like the antithesis of what Sex and the City was. Sex and the City essentially like bucked what regular cable television was going to be which is why it lived on HBO, talked about things nobody was talking about, allowed women to talk about sex and to be single and to do what they wanted. And it was very, in my mind, growing up with it, it was very revolutionary. And I remember the final season, I was in college, I think it was like my sophomore year in college, <clears throat> when that happened, and everybody watched it because people were finally talking about sex in a real way. Now it's like catering to ridiculous conversations. So checks all these weird it just doesn't make any sense yeah anymore. the first time i saw like the first season a buddy had lent me the dvds and mm -hmm. it was i think the year after it started mm -hmm. so i was catching up and i was like wow so this like is, what 98 yeah 99 mm -hmm. i think is when i first mm -hmm. saw it but i was like wow this is really well written and it was refreshing and and it was it was a real voice mm -hmm. right and i caught five minutes of the the newest thing i can't and it was so mollified and 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 syrupy and weird I, mm. I was like, this isn't the same product. Yes, it's the same people mm -hmm. or some of the same people, but it, it just, it laid flat. Yeah. And mm. it's, it's not, I don't, it's no hate against the people creating it or the actors or actresses. Seems like a cash grab. Yes. And I think that the reason I decided not to watch it, we did watch a few minutes of the first episode of the first season of it. And I was like, can't do it. I felt like I was getting screwed again. Like I did with the second movie, which was terrible. 
and it just it lost something and i think it's okay sometimes to just let something live in the past you don't need to reboot it it existed in this perfect time in the way that it did and it was important at that time yeah if you're going to go back to it i guess this applies to everything in life if you're going to go back to something make sure that you're going back for the right reasons mm -hmm. and especially when you're creating content like yeah. what are you going to do uh the Mona Lisa 2 and yeah. she's got a new haircut oh well <laughs> you know mm -hmm. it wasn't a series it was one and sometimes reboots can be a real letdown sometimes they're fantastic though yeah yeah I mean they can be fantastic but I feel like in order for things to be fantastic yeah it's not really a reboot you're adding to it you're giving something more right like we were just watching um the documentary about arnold schwarzenegger which i really recommend it was incredibly motivating and very good and it was interesting to hear his story because i didn't know that much about him um but he was talking about terminator 2 oh, and how because i watched those growing up and they were a big fucking deal like everybody watched them everybody talked about them the you know, you'd go to the theater. This is back in the day when everybody went to the theater. Theaters were packed. It's like Titanic. You had to get tickets like weeks in advance. And I was in a small town, right? Like everybody in the town was at the theater. So um, in Terminator 2, they switched from him killing everything and anybody. In Terminator 1, he's the Terminator. And Terminator. You know, James Cameron, a very smart uh, mm -hmm. director and producer. Uh, the first one, it's about this machine from the past or from the future that goes to the back to the past to eradicate a human yep. who is they're hunting someone down and in the second one he doesn't kill anybody he comes back and he's the benevolent machine to save mm -hmm. and so that's a good reboot i right. know it's, it's, a, it's a twist it's a sequel or whatever but i call it almost a reboot and that was an interesting change but playing on the same character and i think with sex in the city what they've lost is real raw and kind of i don't know what the word is it's like challenging conversations instead now it's like they're like pandering that's right. what it feels it's like pandering. that's the word here's and how I, you fix it mm -hmm. the gals are out at a cool the latest restaurant in new york they're talking about i don't know their their sexual conquests their exploits whatever or you know whatever's going on in their life with their job and then all of a sudden outside an alley there's like lightning and everything and then a terminator comes out terminator and uh, but but the terminator <laughs> mm -hmm. is there what is he there to do katie oh i don't i already don't I'm, this is not my story he's there to help them shop mm. you know get ready for the future with me he loves a good sale no <laughs> come with me if you want to see the sales <laughs> no, Jingle but I, all the way <laughs> i feel i don't know what the the newer conversations would be with sex and city but i just feel like they're not being had yeah and i don't like pandering content i like content that's like different and challenging and doesn't feel like a cash grab right so yeah a lot of people think of Grinds Arnold as a one-dimensional figure. Mm -hmm. What is one? Two-dimensional figure. Uh, you know, one-dimensional. Like he can caricature. only do one thing. He can just. He's only a muscle man, or he's only the Terminator. It's the story of his life. And mm -hmm. if so, I'm I'm a huge fan. Always have been. Always will be. He was somewhat flawed, um, but so is everyone. Everybody. He had a, an affair. Whatever. Now. Growing up, being a huge fan, PJ and I, I can't tell you how many times we, we watched Conan the Barbarian. Mm -hmm. Like we were nuts because here's this guy who's larger than life and your little 
you know, stovepipe arms are like, you know, and, and you're looking at this guy, you're like, holy shoot, that guy's a monster. And he holy was, holy shoot. Holy shoot. Gosh, darn it. Dang nabbit. Yeah. Um, it was crazy watching that documentary, how big of a human he just was. Yeah. And like he's really not a lifting. tall guy. I mean, he's, he's tall enough, but he's not like a was giant. Was he like 6'2"? I think somewhere around there. Yeah. You um, guys, he was yoked. If that. Like he started competing when he was what, like 16 or 17 or lifting, I guess. I think earlier than that. I think he started when he was like 14 but years old. But he looks like a man. He's like a kid and big, he looks like a man. He's big head. Yeah. And it's a huge, it's just so, it's so crazy. But it, you know, he, he's reduced to such a caricature, right? Because his features were so big and as he became this powerful weightlifter he's 75 wow wow yeah and and as he as he proceeds through life he he wins at everything he he just had such drive and i think it's because he grew up he's six foot two yeah and he's in his when he uh, 240 was his max 235 yeah but then 260 off season okay um but he he was born in Thal or tall, tall, tall styria or styria, S-T-Y-R-I-A, which is, was the Republic of Austria, but now it's Austria. Yeah. I didn't realize that there were, I know things changed with like, you know, USSR, communism. There was a lot of, I used to love that when I was growing up. This sounds terrible, but just bear with me. When I was growing up and I've talked about this and we'd have geography classes and I loved putting ussr over this huge swath it made it so much easier i was like took care of that chunk of land <laughs> you know you have to like label Add all of them georgia azerbaijan armenia right okay that takes care of that uh, <laughs> i was like what's this big thing aren't you quite the Putin? USSR. <laughs> it was more for school than anything else it was for ease of education right right and then i remember when our right, maps, comrade if everything was red then I, no no that um but because I didn't understand what that even meant. But I remember when our maps changed. Yeah. And went from having the USSR because we had maps like actual maps. I'm, I I'm love older. a map uh -huh. and the map know, cart inside of class, history class. We had this and it'd guy, be like layers and you'd flip them back. The, and they'd have all these old ones that they uh -huh. hardly would ever dig into. But I always wanted to. You want to take that tube out and hang it. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, the English Empire. We had a teacher in high school. <laughs> he you know he's a little past his prime as far as teaching goes he probably knew it for like 50 years you found out one of your teachers is still going at shout it shout out to mr allily that guy was crazy he's <laughs> one still of sean's teaching. teachers is still teaching <laughs> so i was like what was he just born he was well, just born yeah he was i had him in grade seven he was my art teacher mm -hmm. and he was um a little older now or older then He's older now. He's too. way older now. <laughs> Eight, so he's grade gotta be, seven, you would be what, like 13? 1987, yeah, I was 13. So 12, 13, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, he must have been uh, in his 50s then. So what is he, like 100 now? <laughs> he's got to be like in his 80s. Yeah. And he's still teaching. He can't be in his 80s still teaching. Well, he could be. I mean, I don't know if they forced I mean, people to retire, but... Well, you still see Barry, your psychiatrist. He's in his 80s. He's yeah, still but working. he's a young age. He rides a motorcycle and everything. But so could Mr. Ollily. Mr. Ollily was crazy, though. This guy, he had a <laughs> over his door, uh, and I'll never forget this. It's burned in my brain. I don't remember a ton of information from mm -hmm. you know, these classes, but over his door was the first time I'd ever heard this saying, or not heard, but read it. Read it. It's <laughs> going into his office. Revenge is a dish best served cold. 
Which is such a crazy thing for a teacher to put up. Yes. And, and you're like. Usually teachers put like, you know, effort equals results. Yeah. That's Roger Penske. Better for your future. Like things like that. Is um, revenge is a dish best served cold. Is that Oscar Wilde? It's something like that. Isn't it? For, I, I don't know. Let me. I'll look it up. But you continue. Yeah. So. So. But it, you come to find out, you know, five minutes into your first class with this person that he he lived by this. And he was just a, a total maniac of a teacher. Also very interesting, you know, it's it's the characters in life that give you color on your... Uh... Um, it says who... I looked up who said it's revenge is a, des, a dish best served cold. It says um, E-T-Y-M-O-L-O-G-Y. So etymo- etymology. Etymology, yeah. Earliest known metaphorical reference to revenge as food in English is, and then revenge is very good eaten cold, as the vulgar say, from an 1846 translation of Eugene Sue Mathilde, Memories de une something femme. It's French, I think. Oh, Memoir d'une jeune there femme. We go. There we go. There we go. There's, there it is. Eugene Sue Mathilde. Mm-hmm. Well, I got that one wrong. I'm just going to go with Oscar Wilde. <laughs> I, yeah. It also was in Star Trek 2. Oh, that's where I got it. That's They've right. said it a lot. Revenge of Khan. <laughs> but they, they, it exists in Kirk! various, it exists in various romance language languages in English. So uh-huh. when it was first said in English, many variations are attested, but the exact phrase revenge of the dish best served cold may originate from the 1982 film Star Trek II: the wrath of Khan. Oh, that movie. I tell you what. So uh-huh. do you know that one? I don't. Sean has been nerding out and we're watching Star Trek and I legitimately watched it was on TV. And if you guys didn't know, I grew up without cable television and we'd have to go out with our leather the gloves that we'd go to get wood from the wood pile, we'd use those to turn the... the Satellite dish? Yeah, the, the antenna. Oh, the Yagi antenna. The thing, the yeah, to get Channel 13, because Fox is the best. There was like, that's the, the Simpsons. The Simpsons, baby. The Simpsons. And I'd be like, is it on, Nick? <laughs> we'd just, we'd, you know, take turns. So anyways, also sometimes we put some foil on our antenna to make it better. <laughs> Build up the- I promise I was born in this century. So anyway, um, the we didn't have a ton of television. And so the only reason I would watch any Star Trek was because that was like all that was on. And Nick kind of liked it, I think, too. But I never really paid that much attention. Other than I always wanted that little thing that the guy had that went over his eyeballs. Jordy LaForge? Yeah. Reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. He also played uh, Kunta Quinte. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is very difficult to watch. Roots. Mm. E- exceptional uh, show, but difficult to watch. It's about slavery. I feel like I've seen the, like, I'd call it the thumbnail, but like the cover. Yeah. But I don't think I've actually watched it. Um, Dave Chappelle lampoons it. Oh, really? It's one of the funniest Chappelle skits uh, because Kunta Kinte um, is whipped by his master, mm-hmm. which is, a, it's a horrific scene, especially when you're a younger person. You're like, people do this to each other? Yeah, you're, you're like, like, what yeah. the, uh, you know. What in the, you're like, oh You probably shouldn't have watched it at that age, yeah. Yeah, but uh, because I was such a fan of Reading Rainbow that I, I was like, like, what else has this guy been in? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but Dave Chappelle lampoons that scene where Kunta Kinte is whipped by his his master because he's like, what's your name? And he says, you know, Kunta, Kunta Kinte. Kinte is like, no, or no, he says, uh, your name's Toby, I think is what, so, you know, yeah, like he's like giving name, him his, his American to, name. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's not my name. Yeah. Or a slave name. And uh, Dave Chappelle recreates that for the Chappelle show this scene where he's being whipped in front of all the other slaves and uh, the plantation 
um, employees, not employees, like the other white <laughs> the people other workers. and then the, the slaves. And it's a lesson for you can't run away, you know, oh. so he's whipping him. And uh, man, how terrible. you're like, oh, my God, it's terrible. And, but the camera, it's it's filmed so, so smartly because Dave Chappelle is a master of this sort of thing. He's so good at like, I know he transforms this horrific scene into a comedy. Okay. And the way he does it is the camera is facing him. And over his shoulder, you see the the, the slave master, uh-huh. Noah, you know, cracking the whip. And Chappelle is looking at the camera. He's like, oh, you know, gets hit uh-huh. by the. And, and then all of a sudden, the camera pulls back and it reveals that you're on a, a, a set. So oh, you're right. on the set of Roots. Uh-huh. And Dave Chappelle turns around and he starts giving the other actor shit, the guy with the whip. He's like, man, I told you not to hit me with the whip that hard. And he comes running over and he like <laughs> goes to punch a guy and the guy falls on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he's like, ah just play with you like he he's actually the black guy who's in power uh-huh. so they they take this horrific scene and and they flip it on its ear where the, the actor who's the star his actual star yes and the guy other guy's just the a star too the other guy's just know. a filler you know like yeah. he's, and, but when he goes to swing on the guy and the guy cowers ah. you're like that's the perfect statement mm-hmm. and you know the progress that we've made where this uh this young black guy is now a star re- yeah anyways it, that's but Chappelle's great like that oh, he's so smart well and there's and that's a that's the interesting thing about content creation and reasons to go back into things and bring them back to to change them to alter them to make you think about them differently and he was making a statement yeah that's really cool when all is said and done 100 years from now <clears throat> Chappelle I think is going to be remembered out of all the comedians that are out there right now I think he's one of the people who will uh be remembered quite quite well there'll be a lot written about what he says i think he's a modern day mark twain well his show he had the opportunity even though i know he hated it in a lot of ways he had the opportunity to um to to talk about difficult topics Mm -hmm. in a different way oh he's he's super smart the thing that i think people often assume about comedians is that they're they're not intelligent. They just they just make jokes. It's really hard to make a joke, and it's really hard to make people laugh and to take people on a journey with you through stories. And a lot of people tried to mimic Chappelle. Like we even watch Key and Peele, and their whole show is just Chappelle's it's very show. Very similar. They're di- disciples of him, sort of. Yeah. It probably they probably grew up watching him, like Bob Dylan, and then the Birds. You know, the you Birds know, are a yeah a tribute band. And for... I feel like they're kind of a tribute to Chappelle. And love him or hate him. I mean, it's it's just like any artist. You can either like what they create or you don't. But um, but yeah, he's so in- incredibly intelligent. And we have a lot of great comedians out now. And I think the one thing that I will um, like push back against. Oh, my hair is on. How'd it get over there? Um, the one thing I will push back on with people is like people saying like they don't like, they shouldn't have a right to make jokes or they shouldn't be able to do this or that and. I just don't agree with that. I'm, I always will say I might not like their comedy. I might not agree with their comedy. There's a lot of people I don't think are funny, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't exist. That just means that I won't watch them. Oh, the man who jumped on stage <laughs> to kill him? Yeah, that's crazy. What was that person thinking? You're yeah. going to silence someone's voice because you think his words are dangerous? Come on, give me a break now. I know. You know. Um, Why can't we support critical thinking? Also, mm-hmm. when you listen to Dave Chappelle, if you... I think a lot of people are quick to jump on. This guy's a terrible man. He's a bigot. He's this and that. No, he isn't. He's he's making social commentary about yes. things. And if you actually take the time, instead of parroting other people's notes, take the time. Listen to what he's saying. Uh, it rings true for me. I'm, I'm a big, big supporter of what he says. Yeah, I like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I think he, like, again, I'm always, 
I really do enjoy smart comedy. That's why I like Christina's comedy too. It's the way it's woven together and being able to get to know her a little bit and watch her put her special together over like the course of a couple of years. It's very considerate. It's very interesting. And I, I enjoy the craft and watching it happen and how how she pieces it and again there's only one person's experience that i'm like a voyeur on but how she weaves it into a story so that you don't even realize it's been an hour and you're just fall she's just taking you on a journey through ridiculousness and you're you're there for it you know yeah you're like that's what that's what you buy your ticket for you know take me on a ridiculous journey and i think um we're living in the golden era of comedy by the way there's so many people who are able to do it mm-hmm. not just stand-up comedy but just yes i know we're living in difficult times but there are so many funny people through the the rise of the internet the interwebs oh the internet but like if you can reduce it's very easy to make a feature film it's very difficult to make a commercial because a commercial is like a condent you have to get your thought across within like mm-hmm. a couple of seconds right the same thing for a joke. You could take hours to try and make something funny, or if you can distill it yeah. down to like a meme, and if the meme kills, you you go on to yeah. mega stardom. Yeah, you know some people have have really done that. Taylor Tomlinson, I think. Yeah, she's really she's she's hilarious too, and she's yeah. actually really intelligent as well. Um, I even like this guy Nate Bargatze. Bargatze, um, he's kind of like a Seinfeld. He doesn't cuss or anything, and his he's just it's relatable comedy so his stuff is commentary about his life okay that's relatable to all and recently i saw a clip on tiktok something to the effect of um you know i love carbohydrates but carbohydrates don't love me and he's like you know but he he says it in the way where he's like there's nothing i love more in the morning than some pancakes but those pancakes don't like me Uh. and he's like i'll i'll tell my wife i'm like i've let's just go get some pancakes. He's like, I'll eat four pancakes. I get some eggs and bacon. I have coffee. I'm like, I'm ready to take a nap. Right. <laughs> he makes it look like he's going to be ready to like seize the day. And he's like, I'm ready to take a nap. And he's like, and I'll always say to my wife, oh, I'm just so tired today. I just, I just need a rest. Today's just a tough day. She's like, it's because you ate those pancakes. He's like, I just need to rest. It's just, it's a weekend. It's time to rest. Anyway, I'm not a comedian. I'm butchering his joke, but it's very, I enjoy his comedy too. Cause it's like relatable, basic things. I do shit like that all the time. I'll never forget going to new Orleans for work. And we all, we were all from like California, like the group um, that I was with that I knew obviously, cause they were all my coworkers. Right. We all end up out there. It's <clears throat> so when I was a sales rep, we end up out there and we immediately go to get shrimp po' boys because we're in New Orleans. Why wouldn't you get a po' boy? And then we promptly take a nap. I'm just a po' boy <laughs> whose intentions are And we were walking back to the hotel and Rick, one of the guys I worked with, he's like, holy fuck, I'm so tired. And he's like, how do the people eat like this out here? And I was like, I don't know, but I am sweating more than I've ever sweat because it was just so humid. And I was like, and I need to lay down because that, like, that bread and fried <laughs> shrimp extravaganza is like weighing heavy. <laughs> have to have to sleep this off so yeah i feel the same with the pancakes and yeah. i do that stuff to my i do that to myself all the time once in a while is okay but to live that way all the time <laughs> just sluggish it's yeah it's got to feel sluggish I, I look around and i say what moves very quickly and what are they eating you know mm. so predators you know they move real quick and they eat you know just protein mm-hmm. or rabbits they eat lettuce or whatever else. i don't know what does rabbit actually eat in the wild 
Because not lettuce everywhere. They eat grass and Carrots. leaves and all sorts of Basically vegetation. herbivores, right? Yeah, they're herbivores. Yeah. So, and they're fast. So, but there's nothing out in wild in nature that eats bread. Exactly. They don't know <laughs> I how guess to cook. birds, but birds are fine. Yeah, but they don't eat bread all the time. They're sensible. You know, it's because they can't get Caw! their. They can't. <laughs> Michael in the middle of the winter. <laughs> no birds. And it's huge. The whole slices. He's just tossing slices. Oh. I used to love Into that. Into the mud. PJ and I, we would meet up in summertime. Uh, I, <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I love that scene. He's so depressed. He's sitting He's there with his trench black, coat. He's wearing a black, I know. Mm-hmm. And you know they're in LA and it's fucking scorching. But they put like some snow, watered it down to have him do that. The way that they were able to film uh, that show. The valley, I know. And never catch a palm tree. I was amazed. Because it's supposed to be Scranton, Pennsylvania, but it's the valley in yeah, it's filmed uh, in los angeles uh, is it woodland hills i think it's woodland hills technically yeah. mm-hmm. la county but you never i'm always i'm hyper me too about, i've looked yeah but they do such a great job of obscuring the palm trees well and if you think about it we do like in parks and stuff there yeah. aren't a ton of palm trees there it's just knowing where they are and where they're not it's like they pick the roads that have like the ficus or whatever trees and those just kind of look like generic green trees so i love my grandparents <laughs> right mm-hmm. um and in summertime one of my jo- or one of my joys all throughout my life when I was growing up was going to Terban to see my grandmother, my grandfather, my uncles. Kai at the time was still living at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a big city now; it's crazy. Terban. Yeah, Terban is it's huge, but it used to be small, and mm-hmm. and and to me it was really cool because they have an old city or the old part of the town is on the water and yeah, uh, it's really beautiful. And if you ever get a chance to go, there's restaurants on the water there, and yeah. um, and it has. It, had, it was like some water feature there. It was like a dam or something? Yeah, there's the dam uh, and there's also uh, the uh, the mill, basically. That's what we were by is the mill. Yeah, the mill like, has been it, reconditioned. So there's all, yeah. Batsiman Bay is mm-hmm. there, Building B. Um, and that's been reconditioned into, I think there's a museum and there's a, there's a restaurant in there or the brewery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brasserie Mille, I think. Anyways. But anyway, sorry. Sorry, I'm going down memory lane. I it, know. Quebec is gorgeous. Uh, all these small... Uh, towns that were along the water and the way I'm sorry but Ithaca is gorgeous gorgeous <laughs> bottom <laughs> skip Katie <laughs> we're slowly putting together your special <laughs> so I used to love going there um, imagine if I the... pivoted into being a comedian it'd be amazing I believe in you I'd be at your show I'd be at your show oh it'd be funny yeah so <laughs> We'd go there mm-hmm. or I would go there in summertime and I would just look forward to see my grandparents and hang out at the house. And there was always good ice cream and granola. And my mm-hmm. grandmother always had uh, homemade um, uh, uh, butterscotch sauce. You oh, know? yeah, It yeah, was yeah. great. And also a grinder that had walnuts, walnuts in it. Walnuts. The grind, powdered walnut on top of vanilla ice cream get Sean, get you every time. Oh, it's amazing. If I ever needed to like figure out if you were hiding somewhere, I'd just like make that and you yeah. just come out from or the like woods. crusty loaf bread and crunchy peanut butter you know like mm-hmm. it was just anyways i loved going there the flavors of his childhood mm-hmm. and the best thing would be i would i would get there for the weekend in mm-hmm. summertime or maybe a week i'd get a week over there and uh and then i'd coordinate with pj mm-hmm. and You're pj would too. also show up and then the two of us would run like maniacs around and my grandma like pj and your sister do that now when they come visit right they coordinate yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so you'd run around like me. Well, we'd always say, you know, uh, to my grandmother, because she, you know, go play outside or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, yep. 
have fun. And this is the 80s where you roam free. You're, you're out the door and you're gone. And Would so, you get eaten alive by mosquitoes in the summer or no. just get over it? Isn't it funny? I never got eaten alive. But here, I'm out for like five minutes. I get bit like 12 times. Yeah. I have to put picaridin on immediately. Thank you, Raymond. I was thinking the other day, sorry, we'll go back to you and running around in the maniacs. Um, how grateful I am to our community for so many reasons, but one random little vein of gratitude that I felt recently is because Raymond told us about picaridin, which we use religiously and it keeps mosquitoes and gnats and just bugs at bay. Beautiful. We hadn't dealt with mosquitoes in 20 years because we were in Santa Monica. Um, so thank you. And then McKenna, another member of our community, is the one that told us about Sarna. So when we do get bit, she was like, this takes the itch away and it really does. These so, two powers combined. Oh. Okay. So anyway, you're running around PJ like a maniac. And oh yeah. So we get up <laughs> I don't know, like eight o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. seven thirty, something like that. And then we, the plan would be, let's go down into Old Terbun. Mm. So it's you know, what ten you blocks don't want the away. You like the Old Terbun? You like the Old Terbun? I like the Old Terbun. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandparents' house was kind of on the edge of this area, and so PJ and I would head down, and inevitably we'd we'd ask my grandmother like, "Do you have any you know old bread or whatever around?" Oh, and ka. So we'd roll down there with like a bag of bread and we'd go feed whatever critters we could find. You throw it in the water, fish would eat it, mm-hmm. throw it on the ground, the squirrels would come, birds would show up. It was just, it was fun because there's this, a really amazing park yeah. in, in Terrebonne. You're like Cinderella with yeah. all the birds. And this park had amazing sculptures in it. But at the time I didn't know really what sculptures were. So I just like climb all over mm-hmm. these steel things, which you're not supposed to do with the art. But hey, I'm interacting with it, you know? Right. Uh, or so, Snow White, Cinderella or Snow White. They both dealt with the animals. So one day PJ and I go down there and it's, the squirrel population is massive. See, It's like here. Like, it's like a, more so there. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. There's too much. We have too many here. There's, there's always so, dead ones on the road. I'm like, Ugh. So many. Uh, and PJ and I are in the park and I think we were sitting at the park bench by the one of the, I, I can remember how we get there, but mm-hmm. anyways, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. We're by the water at a park bench and we're throwing little pieces of bread out. We're talking about, you know, such things as science and math. Science. And, yeah, mm-hmm. science and going to space and Ooh. probably talking about Conan <clears throat> the Barbarian, honestly, or Saturday Live. As I'm throwing this, there's this one squirrel and he's pretty big and he's like aggressively getting closer to us, you know? <gasps> and so stand up and I'm talking with PJ and PJ and I start walking and I throw another bread and the thing gets closer. to PJ. He's not afraid of us, you know? It's scary. And so I throw another piece and it lands by PJ and the thing runs up PJ's little leg. Uh, into PJ's, his shorts? Yeah, PJ's wearing like, you know, yeah, uh, regular Adidas shorts. summertime shorts. <laughs> and the thing went up his leg into his like upper thigh area. I if freaked I remember. the fuck out. Oh, I've never seen PJ dance the dance like that. Shot out his leg and ran. And now it probably lasted all of two seconds. But how is it that your mind... Oh. remembers things like this and and it's it's stretched out in my mind like a 10 minute movie like, oh yeah such a funny i'm, I'm throwing breadcrumbs you know because like, it's like emotionally charged you're like think it's so down. funny and, and it's it's a happy funny memory light is dappling through the tree <laughs> you can hear the brook babbling you know and uh the squirrel was larger Runs than life up, you know yeah a little pudgy yeah he's like got up and he but he he got so aggressive and he ran up pj's <laughs> leg and then came back down <laughs> he thought maybe there was more bread up there yeah i think as pj was also holding bread and i was throwing bread so he's like might as well just go to the source yeah that reminds me i might have told this story already but my friend jenna her grandma when she got older and couldn't live on her own she moved in with them and she and i both had guinea pigs 
and her grandma was uh we were sitting on the ground and we would put our feet together yeah and the guinea pig would run in between okay but then i got up to go pee or something and we were just playing they can be out it's not like they just run around the perimeter of your house really and you just listen for them and you go find them but I guess when I came back, the guinea pig got scared and it ran up her grandma's <laughs> pant leg as she's sitting watching oh, up and back down the other side. <laughs> so she gooster. She got a thrill. Woo. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she had those like old grandma like wide leg like polyester pants. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. I like wearing those. They're it sounds sweaty. But anyway, that so that it just easily made its way around. Mm. But it just made me laugh. So. so I'd like to switch gears. Okay. Um, there's something that we've all been, it's, it's everywhere in the news. Yes. And it's, it's a little, it's a little difficult to hear because it involves um, a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a crude submersible. Um, Is ocean it really gaze. crude though? You call it crude? Yeah. Uh, okay. Very crude. C-R-U-D-E. Yep. That's a uh-huh. sin. No, not a synonym, but. It just uh, means like roughly put together. It's yeah. Like not. Also, as well as crude, C R E W E D. That's not a synonym. No. What is that? Crude and crude. It'd be a homonym? No. They sound the same but mean different things. Yeah, homonym. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crude. Mm-hmm. The crude submersible uh, owned by OceanGate named Titan is. Uh, I, I just don't understand how how this exists and and did it not? Okay, so. Okay, let's start from the beginning. In the news, there is a submarine. And that is lost, mm-hmm. and it is lost Super off the coast of scary. The, uh, the the eastern United States slash Canada. Um, yep, it's uh, three hundred miles or something like that. Yeah, it's off. Ocean something is the name. Ocean Gate. Yeah, Ocean Gate is the Ocean's company. Gate. Titan is the submersible. Ocean Gate is a small company that has been operating for I don't know, well, ten years. They're let's not going to operate anymore. They have been going down. Like they they offer submarine rides for two hundred and fifty k. One of the expensive. rides. Yeah. So crazy. When you said that, I was like, what? They go down to the Titanic shipwreck so people can see it. And a lot of people are really into that stuff. And I get it. Um, I did not realize it was that expensive. My dad <laughs> introduced me a term yesterday. And uh, while the, he did not coin it, I thought, wow, that that name really fits. Ego tourism. Mm-hmm. Not eco. Yeah, ego. E-G-O. Ego. Me and my ego. Wherever I go, he go. <laughs> right. This is, it's it's kind of disturbing. Now I, I get the the sense of adventure, mm-hmm. and uh, or if you're an explorer and you you can't scuba, I don't know if you could even scuba. How deep is it in the Titanic? It's got to be super deep. The Titanic is at uh, it's over. I think it's thirteen thousand, twelve thousand feet to thirteen thousand feet somewhere in that range. Can you scuba that deep? I don't think so. Yeah. So so even if if you wanted to see the pressure it, is such that you you'd be crushed. So you there's only a couple ways to do it, and this is one of them. One is you put the video cassette in. And you watch the Titanic. <laughs> Don't I'll never let go. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm king of the is, world. This is dangerous. Yeah. And it's like equivalent of climbing to Mount Everest, the top of Mount Everest. It, it's not something that's easily done. It's not equivalent. In fact, going to the depths of the ocean is far more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but there lies the the wreck of the Titanic, and there's such allure, such draw that people want to go see it. And so, someone this uh, this company has a submersible that will take you down for $250,000 a pop. And I guess they've done uh, over a hundred of these trips. Now, I don't fault the people doing this, but I do think it's a little uh, foolish 
and and I don't want to speak ill of people because well it's terrifying because imagine I saw something on the news to this morning where they're like they they can't stand up because that's it's, it's the size of like a minivan correct mm-hmm. they can't fully stand up they have to like sit on the floor there's one little toilet there's there. no chairs in this thing no it's carpeted which is nice mm-hmm. the toilet has a privacy curtain yeah just so a little black really... curtain that you just like pull around like it, and they're slowly suffocating right they had mm-hmm. nine the the maximum allow not allowable but the maximum volume of oxygen like 90 was 90 hours, hours. Mm-hmm. and said 93 i think we're hours. i think we're at that that mark now uh by the time this comes out i would assume that you know that that, uh that there'll be more information but But it doesn't look good and it's really sad that people are the world is not obsessed but the world is watching there's no real information just that they're lost yeah and and they're dying or probably perished already my hope is that they have buoyed up somewhere and they're sitting on top of this stupid craft okay well here's the here's the fucking problem with that and I really blame this this company, as well as the regulators who are allowing this this yeah, vessel this, to keep going, and they don't follow this like specific path where they can find them. Well, like, what's happening? Much like there's regulation with everything, mm-hmm. we're not living in some banana republic where the there are no rules or yeah. the rules are loosey goosey. If you take a, a boat out to sea, you have to have it, it has to be seaworthy. Mm-hmm. If you take a car on the road, it has to be roadworthy. If you take a submarine underwater, it has to be submersible, yeah. you know, ready. I don't know. Well, uh, it should have like a bunch of different safety guards and secondary uh, signals. And th- you know what I mean? It should, there should be more than just one fail safe to ensure that the people on that on board are yeah. okay. Because it's, there's like five people they say on board. Yes. And that includes like one or two employees and then three people, you know what just I mean? Just one person, the owner of the company. A, oh, the owner of the company's on there. Yeah, a friend who. I bet he's wishing he'd put some more safety guards in place. Yeah, uh, there's a French diver who's done. He's he's a famous guy. He's done a ton of these uh, trips. Um, there is Hamish, who is the British billionaire, mm-hmm. and then there's the um, the fellow from uh, Pakistan and his son uh, Shazada and Suleiman. Oh, terrible. The whole yeah. thing's terrible. So I'm hoping that we finish recording and they have found them. Yes. And they're okay. Well, that's why everyone's watching the news. You want to see uh-huh. people I even being like want saved. to take a breath for them. I'm like, fuck. <clears throat> but it, there's so many things. As the story unfolds, you're like, was no one checking that this thing's safe? First of all, if I was a billionaire, let alone me now, I wouldn't get in this thing. No, I, I've seen I some of the photos. I'm like, what the heck? Submarines in general freak me the fuck out. Yeah, I think it's part of my claustrophobia. Thanks, Nick and my cousins for rolling me in blankets and in rugs. Um, but that it's too claustrophobic. I like to be able to know that I can get out. I will never forget. We went on that boat. Remember with Ashley and her boyfriend at the time, yeah. and, and Sean had fallen asleep, and so I had to climb over him on to get onto the other side of the boat because he was on the edge. Oh, but you're in you're in the boat under the. Under We're like the, down below. I mean, it's a beautiful boat, and it was nice, and there was nothing wrong with it. It was just me. But the top bunk was covered with blankets and pillows and uh, extra beach towels and just a bunch of stuff. And we were on the bottom bed, which was bigger. It was like a queen or whatever. And I crawl over Sean, kind of into this like cocoon area, and I just I like it took me a while to calm down. I felt very claustrophobic. I was like, "Can I sleep here?" It just I don't know what it is. Space is such a commodity. When yeah. you're on boats or planes or yeah. whatnot. And unless your boat is 300 feet long, 
I don't really want to be on it sleeping. I know. <laughs> you know and, I mean? and how are they supposed to sleep on that? Getting, thing? you know, it's a beautiful. <laughs> that was a beautiful boat, and mm-hmm. it was it was tiny. Yeah. Um, you're sleeping like a ba- equivalent of a powder room. Yeah. You know? So these people are trapped under the ocean. We don't know anything about them. There's been reports that they hear some banging, but they haven't been able to pinpoint that. Here, here's a couple of things that I've heard floating around the internet. Why don't they have GPS on it? Yep. Well, GPS doesn't work under the ocean. Okay. So, so why don't you have proper communication? Yeah. Oh, well, and people are like, Starlink hasn't worked. So Elon Musk, no, Starlink is what's on the surface at the the, the main boat. You can't blame Elon Musk for like ocean, whatever it's called. Again, Ocean's that, Gate, not having. That doesn't work underwater. Yeah. So communication. Well, how do submarines communicate? They got like dolphins. Yeah. Ah. Right. Um, but so the, there, there, there's tools that allow you to communicate mm-hmm. and they did not have these tools. What what also baffles me is that there's not a tether. Now, people are like, oh, you can't tether something 13,000 feet. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, how? what's the escape plan if things yeah. go bad? Did Don't you have to present that to the, or the like, authorities? Like even to- like in a, a plane, when we fly in a plane, they're like, if you know you have your flotation device and we have this and that and whatever don't they have some kind of something like there should be little pods you get in this pod and it shoots you off to the surface yeah. right 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 have something. a redundant system you know something uh, a passive eco locator yeah you know when you're snowboarding in my jacket i have a locator and that's just so yeah, that avalanche yeah they yeah they can find me so there are things like this i just don't understand why why they're not in place who passed this to be a safe vessel? Now, here's the the, the final kicker mm-hmm. that really blew me away. Well, not the final one, but there's a couple. In order to, so you get inside the thing mm-hmm. and then it's not like a hatch. You turn the, the, yeah. the steering wheel to close it and lock it yeah. in place. You get inside of it and then someone on the outside takes a hand ratchet and tightens down the bolts from the outside. Oh, so you can't get yourself out. Even if they get to the surface. They can't let themselves they out. They can't let themselves out. They'd have to punch a hole to get air through the roof. Yeah. Holy what fuck. is there a hammer that says in case of uh, emergency, emergency break glass? Good right? luck. That 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 pressure. That pressure, of, oh you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can't break that. So. How scary. It's really sad. It is really sad. And it's. I blame regulators and I blame mm-hmm. this company. In yeah. addition, if you're a, a an uber wealthy person, like I think three of them on this are. Well, 250 grand. The British uh, adventurer Hamish, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's a billionaire. The uh, Pakistani uh, yeah, man and his son, son, they're like one of the most prominent families. Are they're very wealthy, obviously. Wouldn't the excess you have to mil- half a million dollars to go? Jesus yeah, Christ. like what's your insurance policy to get on this thing? So, anyways, I think that th- there's going to be an investigation and this disaster because I'm calling it now. I mean, yeah. not to, but. Th- this disaster is going to be something that transforms the, this this sort of industry. You got to yeah. put these regulations in place. Oh, 100%. And not to minimize it because it is terrifying and, and sad. But if they've done hundreds of these and this is the only time they've had any issues, it's safer than a lot of other travel, which is weird to say. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I mean? But it's definitely captivated everyone's mm-hmm. attention and... Well, because it's lost. I mean, it's not like, oh, there was an accident and something happened and boom. They're just, we don't know where they are. We don't know if they are dead already. We don't know. How do we not know? Yeah, they think it may have gotten tangled on something or... um, But if they run the same fucking route. Yeah. Anyway. 
Uh, I'm not a C. Again, the size of a minivan, mm -hmm. and you're going into something larger than the Grand Canyon by uh, by X. You know, it's yeah. it's huge, crazy. So uh, I hope they're found, but I think we're at the at the point right now as we're recording this that they, there's no more oxygen left in the. Uh, their, their 90 hours is up. Yeah. Ugh. And even if they found them, they would have to deploy the right vehicle to pick them yeah, off the get ground. Them out or, and stuff, yeah. yeah. And so. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. We lost some people. A disaster. A disaster. Okay. Let's talk about something lighter because that's really depressing. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, it's just been on my mind. It's it's really sad and it's depressing. And, I, that, and it's, I'm sure everybody that's on this like search and rescue team is feeling very hopeless and helpless. Yeah. Like there's only so much you can do. And if you, how do you find, I mean, it's a needle in a haystack and you only have so many hours, you know? So I'm going to show you and I'll put it up on the screen last but not least why they were going down there though, because, and I saw something. So I've been obsessed with the Titanic since I was a kid. Oh really? Are hmm. they going to find it? They think they're going to find it. Then they found it because it had been lost for the better yeah, for part of uh, 80 years. They didn't know where it was until they did know where it was. Well, and ocean exploration was difficult. I don't think people realize how fucking big the ocean is. Well, and we, we there's still huge chunks of it we've never even explored because it's too deep. And the Atlantic isn't the big ocean. You know, it's, it's an ocean, but it's not the biggest one. And it's terrifying in and of its own mm -hmm. right. So um, recently, though, there are full-sized scans of the Titanic wreck that are beautiful. And basically because our imaging technology is really advanced, mm -hmm. we're able to see what the Titanic looks like now in yep. its resting state. Where before it was like, f when they first found it, I remember National Geographic had run a special and then there was the documentary, Jim Car uh, not Jim Carrey, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched Cable Guy again for, and I, it's like also cringy. So good. Uh, James Cameron went down. Mm -hmm. I think it's Alvin, the submarine. Alvin! I don't know. Um, but there's that documentary where they visit it. And so those were some of the first images, you know. Yeah, that uh, you get to see of the actual, like what the boat but looks But look like. at this. This is new imaging. I'll put it on the screen. Look it's how, crazy how small it is. Look how stunningly clear. I know. Previously, you'd see like murky water and plankton, but you can really, with this 3D imaging, it's beautiful. It is. It's amazing. It's eerie. But isn't it crazy? Like what? Because cruise ships these days are fucking huge. They're like cities on the water. And the Titanic was the largest in its day. And it looks tiny. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big ship. You wouldn't be like, oh, that's a small ship. But you'd be like, well, how are we all going to fit on there? It's no cruise ship. The Titanic is equivalent to, you know, like carnival cruises. When you see a, a jinky one that does the uh, the booze cruise. From yeah, this should be like Long retired. Beach to uh, the next yes. city in Mexico. Like the one on the office when they took it out to, they did their booze cruise. Mm -hmm. On Wake Wallenpalm Pack, Lake Wallenpalm Pack. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? I, I think, think so. It says it is. Lake Wallenpalm. But now they're floating cities. It's like mm -hmm. Manhattan on the ocean. They're so huge. Well, and thousands of people are on it versus like hundreds. So it's just different. Um, I wonder if they're going to have to change the name Manhattan to Womanhattan. Oh, you know? God. I'm just kidding. I'll take that. That reminds out. me of um, Legally Blonde when she's like, I'm doing women's studies. She's majoring in women's studies. And she's like, and I'm, I'm petitioning to get it the fall semester changed to the fall Ovester. So oh. semester Ovester. It's woman mm. to men. Anyway. Boys to men. ABC, baby. Poison, poison. P -p 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 poison. That girl is poison. 
Okay, so we've talked about that. We've talked about this, that, and the other. Let's oh, see. the Titanic had 2,240 passengers. Whoa. That's a lot of people. That's actually really a lot of, pe- a lot of people. And um, the RMS Titanic, a luxury steamship, sank in the early hours of, ni- of April 15th, 1912, off of the coast of Newfoundland in the North Atlantic after sideswiping an iceberg during its maiden voyage. Of the 2,240 passengers... And crew on board, more than 1,500 lost their lives in the disaster. So half of the people died. Well, more I didn't than realize half, that many people lived. Yeah, I didn't realize either. I thought it was like, there were like 10 people. Listen, no. I've, I don't know if anyone But they did there. have the boats and stuff. People got off, but not everybody. Right. There weren't enough boats, probably. Remember, Jack died, you know. Did he? Never let go. So there's not going to be a sequel? <laughs> no, he floats away and he, he freezes to death in the water, Sean. It's very, I cried. You know, that water is pretty He gets rose on that piece of wood, but it wouldn't hold them both. So, yeah. Sad. Sad. Don't let go. I'll never I've only seen go. it once. It was pretty good. I saw it three times in theater. Did you really? You have to think of when it came out. I was a teenager. I was like yeah. 13 years old or 14 years old. So, yeah. Amazing. Couldn't get it. Remember, enough. they won all the Oscars, like 13. It was a, they did a good job from the costume design to, I mean, everything was amazing. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, I know. A lot of people think he's problematic maybe as a person with his dating habits and whatnot. Oh, who cares? But, whatever. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Whatever. He's not doing anything wrong. But, you yeah. know, like, oh, I won't date anyone over 25. And you're like older than me, you know? Yeah, it's just weird. But it's a weird thing, but whatever. That's his prerogative. Whatever. If people want to date him and he, you know, whatever. It's when he's, you know, in his 80s and he's dating 25-year-olds. That's when it's going to be. Well, I mean, they all do that. Didn't Jack Nicholson just have a baby with like a 30-year-old? Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, no. And someone else. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. No, but I think Jack Nicholson also. I'm going to look this up. Okay. I think both, both in their 80s had babies with women in their like 30s or 20s. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he had an, a son. Did he call him Jack Jr.? Oh, no, no. This isn't, did he? No, this isn't, isn't Jack Nicholson that had the new baby. It's got to be weird to live in the shadow of a celebrity. You know, your, your, your parent is such a larger than life character. Mm-hmm. Like Mick Jagger's kids. I, I'm a huge Rolling Stones fan, as a lot of people know. And I, I'll i see like Mick Jagger's birthday happens and then all these kids pop up on Twitter. And like, you know, yeah, it's one be- fit, Papa. You know, or, uh, you know, like a <laughs> bon Diaz. Uh, he has like you know, them from all over the Portugal, world. Portuguese, oh, yeah. but yeah. like, yeah, he's got kids everywhere and they all speak different. I mean, he's, he's really he put his seed in the wind. and sensation. Yeah, like a dandelion, you know, yeah. getting caught in the wind. His his uh, man uh, seeds just float around. Um, oh, I'm pregnant! I got some in my uh, eye. Oh, you know, because <laughs> ah, um. <laughs> it was blown there by the wind. Come on, guys, mm-hmm. keep That's, it clean. Yep, it's like the stork but, d- dropped a baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no, but but who was it? So it's like he has a shit ton of kids, and so did um, who's the? Why can't I think of him? Like reggae. Bob Marley. Yes, Bob Marley has like a shitload of kids. Yeah, like isn't it I think like like nine? No, I think it's like sixteen or twenty something like. Yeah, maybe nineteen. I gotta look it up, but I find that I mean I'm not surprised, right? When they were like touring, was birth control available? <laughs> well, I don't know, but <laughs> that's kind of important. He he has so many kids that I bumped into two of them. Crazy in, in L.A. One of them had a store on. Oh yeah, Melrose. we did. Yeah, we've yeah we've met a few people. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. She was a nice gal. It's just funny. Yeah. 
So Can you imagine that, like, 11. You, Bob 11. Marley has, well, not that they bad. acknowledge 11. So that means there's probably like 18. Imagine that if you're you're not acknowledged. What, 11 people? It's like getting picked for a team. Yeah. No, I'm not going to pick you. I'm going to pick you, you know. But Bob and Rita had three children. Right. And that's Ziggy, Stephen, and Sadella. I don't know those two. Or I, I don't know Sadella. Yeah, David is Ziggy Marley. Yeah. Ziggy Steven. Marley, famous musician. Stephen mm-hmm. Marley, famous musician. And then Sadella, which I just assume is a woman, a girl, but I don't know. Maybe that's the girl who has the store in Melrose. Maybe. Because hmm. his the full there's Karen also. Karen is a Marley child too. Sharon, Sadella, Ziggy, Stephen, Robbie, Rohan, Karen. Anyway, there's a whole list. Amazing. Wild. I saw the Whalers one time. I didn't see Bob Marley because he had already passed away. Mm-hmm. But I saw the Whalers. Julian. And like, 1992, 1992, 93. And I've never, so this is the beginning of my concert going experience Mm -hmm. around that time, you know, late eighties, early nineties. And we're outside at an outdoor park. I'm there to see the tragically hip and the whalers get on stage. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. You know, Bob Marley's backing band or Bob Marley's band, you know, this is gonna be so cool. And I remember having a bucket of fried chicken from Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's <laughs> uh-huh. cold. We chilled it the night before and put in our cooler, you know. Uh-huh. And I'm standing with a, 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 a drum chicken. <laughs> like, you know, we're watching and, and they take what the stage. What are you, stage. a hillbilly? I'm just kidding. <laughs> My blanket. Yeah. My overalls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I probably was wearing overalls at that time. I know. Uh, so I'm standing. I'm like, wow, this is going to be amazing. My buddy's like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And I think there were like six of us. And the guy gets to the front of the stage and i think it's uh bunny whaler i don't know i think that's the guy who plays the bass and he goes you know he hits a couple of strings that's me playing the bass I know. <laughs> he hits a couple of strings and the sonic output it oh, was, was like, like the brown note you know like mm-hmm. uh from uh, you're like oh i, I was go- like it's gonna make me poop <laughs> Because you felt it through, like, it hit your eyeballs first because that's the your softest part. Your whole body's part. like... Yeah. My eyeballs, my ear holes. Ear balls. My, 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 my lower eyeballs. <laughs> everything shook. It was like... And, and I'd never experienced sonic dissonance or what... what I yeah, don't know that what feeling you, before? It took me out of body and I was like, what? And I want, you know, do you run? Do you stay there? Do you curl mm-hmm. into a ball? It feels a little dangerous. It, I was assaulted by the bass. <laughs> and... Uh, then That's I got the into title. it. Then I, was I found assaulted by the bass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and and then I got into it. It was cool, but it was a little too much. Yeah, like they needed to turn it down a little bit. He was at like a fourteen on his amp. Need to be like an eight. Bring it to like an eight. Be yeah. sensible about it. Yeah. And and that's why my hearing is bad now. It's all because of the whalers. I blame Buddy Bunny Whaler. <laughs> uh, and who do I make the lawsuit out to? I think of I blame um, any kind of hearing loss of mine to high school dances oh yeah i'd be like right up by the speaker like <laughs> and then we walk out and your ears would be like Wee. i i just died in your arms tonight <laughs> must have been something nope. you said that was not my era that's more yours they didn't play that one for you guys no mine was more like boots good boogie oh yeah and then a little like boys to men abc maybe did they they would probably play throwbacks from my era at your high school dance well they always played like the ymca but then we had like the macarena had come out did they play pour some sugar on me yes that was that's a staple of they every dj still probably play that at dances it's good to play those songs from uh the 80s mm-hmm. at a high school dance it's bad if 
dudes from the 80s show up at your high school dance 100 percent. also Who's that I, camaro uh driving dude from, <laughs> smoking a cigarette yeah has his sleeves rolled up you know what i Actually, like about the them high school girls probably ew gross um the I, know, I lost my train of thought with your creepy comment that's matthew mcconaughey i know oh okay just all creepy all it is a totally creepy it's, line. he's an old man but in the movie in, in in his defense i think he's 18 he just graduated True. or wasn't he dazed years. and confused yeah and he was like yeah he was young i think he was like 18 or 19 yeah um so but he's he graduating he's still talking about the, yeah. the glory days yeah which i find interesting when people can't move past does anybody still talk about their glory days in high school i've never been that person glory days That's and a, actually i broke a lot of records in high school sports records nice. i was a sport sporty girl at the time i have a running theory what's your that theory? dazed and confused and napoleon dynamite mm-hmm. are part of the same universe mm. and what i think it is is that Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused. I know you started sliding uh, into that uh, Southern Matthew, accent. Matthew McConaughey <laughs> is actually Uncle Rico. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Napoleon, you want to see me throw this football over that mountain? <laughs> Such a, you know. Mm-hmm. I love Napoleon Dynamite. We watched it recently. Tremendous film. It still holds up. They didn't make a Napoleon Dynamite too, And I think they could have. I think there was room for them to... There probably was, but I also respect them when they don't. Again, yeah. because I don't like the cash grab. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I heard, was rumored to be uh, having a second one come out. But I've been thinking about this forever. Except now he's supposed to be in the corporate world, just like his dad working in a high rise oh, in Chicago. Okay. And then he's going to take the day off. So that I could see, you know, how does Ferris transition <laughs> to adulthood? Does he still have that rebellious yeah. streak? Hopefully he doesn't, you know, yeah. shoot the bed. I- I get very nervous about that because it's such a good film. Yeah. And if I think if you're going to do a sequel, in my mind, th- that's a potent- has potential. But I feel like do it right away. And then if it's a shit like like the Sex and City 2 movie, you're like, whatever. You just toss it, toss it away. But if you've waited forever and Ferris Bueller's Day Off has been great. It's like redoing 16 Candles or something. What like, if what? they redid it? Or like The Breakfast Club. Called it Monogamy in the Country. There's like bridges in Madison County, just desperate, <laughs> so lady, <boring. laughs> desperate old man. Like Clint Eastwood shows up. Clint Eastwood. See, that would be Jack sensible. Nicholson. Bridges of Madison County. Mm-hmm. Is Robert Redford. <laughs> exactly. Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, I got some Viagra around they here somewhere. Just, yeah. Oh Cialis. My this movie is brought to you by Cialis. <laughs> and Helen, what's her name from the UK, shows up and she like spices things up because she's from Europe. Helen Wheels. No, Helen Mirren. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, she is a sassy one, isn't she? See, she she would be good in this. I loved that she did the intro for Documentary Now. Oh, yeah. If you're sleeping on Documentary Now, I feel bad for you. You should check it out. But she, Pippi Luck was not a good Eskimo. (laughs) It, again, social commentary, smart, smart comedy. And I, oh, God, it's so funny. Honestly, uh, Documentary Now, my favorite is still the Pippi Luck episode. The, Mm. the, I, the gray what's it called the not the gray house or the gray, oh the ladies the ladies oh my god yeah That's season cool. one mm-hmm. check it out okay we have time for one letter i think okay. we've uh, and then we've got a skadoodle because jules is going to be here skadoodle, our friend jules who used to be our upstairs neighbor she was my assistant for a while she's also the lovely voice of ask ask katie anything that's jules and she is coming because she is considering moving to austin so she's going to check it out she's going to stay with us for a few days i feel like we're doing the draft you know like for pro sports yep. you're like we're going to draft take- her Jules, I mean, I've sent out the draft to my friend Joanna and she has not picked up 
you know, she has kids in school. Mm. It's complicated. But, yep, we are doing the draft. Okay. We have a letter from our Floridian correspondent. Christy is coming in hot. And it is entitled, Episode 156, Hockey Team Names. Dear Sean, Katie, Roxy, and the OTDM family, it makes sense that Miami would be a team named the Panthers. Florida Panthers, some call the Cougars or Pumas, are found in South Florida around the Everglades. Oh, oh. terrifying. Okay, question. Why do the Panthers throw rats onto the ice? What's that about? It's a, Maybe she tells us. I should quiz. keep reading. <clears throat> I grew up in Orlando, and we had the Solar Bears. Super cute name. Mascot and merch. But polar bears in Orlando? Too funny. Mm. I live near Jacksonville now, and we've got the Icemen. I'm not sure what Icemen are. It looks just like a guy in a coat. <laughs> Don't you love those silly mascots? That's like in Cedar Park, which is our closest hockey team here in Austin. It's just like North west i always get confused because we're central and i'm used to being on the west coast everything's east mm. but i'm like i'm like oh. it's northwest of austin and they're just called the stars and i'm like you should change your name because the you're the feeder team for the dallas stars makes it easy to remember but everything in texas is stars everybody loves those stars man somebody explain that to texas me. rangers uh, that's yeah. where it comes from oh okay yeah. makes sense okay so it just looks like a man in a coat the iceman Whenever I see Iceman or see that word, I always think of um, Maverick and whatchamacallit, Top Gun. Top Gun, Can't baby. help it because he was the Iceman. Yeah. Or Iceman. Iceman. Okay. But the games are fun to go to. And my favorite part is when they get into a fight and slam each other against the clear plastic wall. Me too. Although I've found, because I've now been watching hockey for, I mean, we've been together 15 years, but let's say 13 years I've been watching it because I don't think you made me watch 15 years. Holy sh! That just we're almost married ten. That's nice. In less than a month, but we married ten years. Yeah. Wow. Um. Anyway, back then they used to fight more. Yeah, they're they're trying to kind of calm it Which down a little bit. I don't, from a health and safety standpoint, I get it and agree with it. But I used to love the jokes of like I was at a fight in a hockey match. You know, broke <laughs> out. Pretty, yeah, I find that funny. I like those little scenes. Okay, so. She likes it when they slam each other. I love seeing the people in the stands when that happens because they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh they my. bang against the glass. That's how you know someone's true colors, right? So you're sitting there, you're watching a game, and you're there with great gam gam. She's like great gam. 105. <laughs> Why would you be there? She's got a shawl around her. Why you know? would you be there with great gam gam? Because great gam gam loves hockey. But you don't know. Can you imagine her getting down those when cement like, steps? Those are death traps. No, no. They wheel her out. They've got a you know the hallway and they, they okay. bring her to the nice seating right on the glass because okay. her vision doesn't vision as good as it used to vision. <laughs> and she's right up on the glass. And then, you know, but she's been watching hockey since the 20s, see? So mm. she's really into it. Like a... She, she knows more up. about the she game. She hasn't walked in years. She stands she up, and jumps up, yeah, against the, the with the cane, <laughs> and and the Get guys, him, you fucker, the guys crash <laughs> against the glass, and she's got her cell phone. She's filming. That's it. my life goal. Yeah, I want to be like that kind of great game game. Great game game. Okay, minor league baseball names are really funny too. We have the jumbo shrimp. I like that. <laughs> I love that. And sometimes they play the Montgomery Alabama biscuits. <laughs> minor league sports names are the best. And then she says, later gators, Christian. Nice. And then she is a picture of a panther. Look at that. Look at a majestic beast. It really is. Yeah. Do you know during the playoffs, there was an error made by the NHL? I think it was the NHL mm -hmm. where they were, you know, saying, oh, in the final round, here we go, you know, Florida versus Vegas. And the Florida image they used was of a, a black panther. And you're like, what? What? It's, 
it's not a black you... panther you know it's a cougar come on yeah know your cats right you know big cats little cats get it together people you know, the florida panthers and they show you an orange tab you know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're like this no. kid in marketing he doesn't do know it anything. again a cat's a cat man i will never get over the fact that we I... went from king triton yeah the god of the sea but then because we're christian school it's too it's a pagan god we had to go with wally the fucking wave nobody gets excited about mollified that. stop mollifying things stop it stop it stop it i'm gonna go and protest right now Me let's too. get our signs katie let's get them <laughs> Okay, thanks for listening and watching. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Send in any funny stories to otdmpod at gmail.com. I know we've been behind on the letters. We'll get through them slowly but surely. We love y'all. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. 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 Everybody was kung fu fighting. I know, Sean has that song in his head and it's driving me crazy.